0: Welcome home, this is Audio EXP for the 9th of April 2022, and the title of this episode is The Free RPG Trend and The Vanishing UCGI RPG. Outland Arts is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by Patrons, and I have reached out to Outland Arts to try and line up an interview, but only recently, and we'll be lucky and fortunate if they get back in touch this week. Why was I so tardy? And is it connected to the Daily Digest email being rescheduled from 7pm British time to 10pm? Yes, good spot. I have a new job. That's not a surprise, but the timeline wasn't the one I expected. The new job also involves going back into an office for a few days a week. As a result, I have less time in the home office, where Geek Native happens. The podcast, the blog, is a hobby not an occupation, and it costs money and time. That's why there's a patron scheme, ads, and affiliate links. More impactfully, it also means I'm building a new rhythm and routine in my daily life. Have you tackled the return to work yet? What about a return to face-to-face gaming? It'll work out. I don't know what next month will look like, but we'll get there. No one has a crystal ball, after all. Well, except an anime, of course and the lovely wash of trailers is slowing down now that this year's Anime Japan convention is over. In the spirit of not knowing what next month will look like, but making it work anyway, I want to briefly mention one of the new shows featured at Anime Japan. That show is called I'm Quitting Heroing, and it is about a powerful hero who for his own reasons decides not to oppose the next demon lord that rises up. Instead, this hero decides to join the demon's army. What's the name of that hero? Leo. Leo the hero. And his surname? Demon Heart. That's right. Leo Demon Heart. We don't need a crystal ball to figure out that we're in for an anti-hero there. In contrast, Titan Comics released Norm Conniew's The Junction graphic novel this month. Or they will, in just a few days, depending on when you listen to the podcast. I was lucky enough to have a digital review copy. Is a mystery, and it's far more protected from crystal ball scrawling than I'm Quitting a Hero is. The story starts when Lucas returns. He and his father had been missing for over ten years. Then, one day, Lucas knocks on his uncle's door. In doing so, utterly confuses the police. The secondary question is, where is Lucas's dad? The main question is, why hasn't Lucas aged? Not a single day. Can this even be Lucas? Or is there another answer to why a teenage boy is knocking on someone's door? It is a thoughtful story, without a grand reveal. Two thirds of the way in, answering those questions is pretty straightforward. You know what's going on by the end. If there is a twist, the twist is in the, the so what and how people react to it. Overall, I'm happy to recommend the book. It's not a hero comic, it's briefly a mystery comic and it's absolutely food for thought. Requiring less thought, much less mystery, and potentially a headline for this week's Highlights podcast, is Hasbro telling a shareholder and potential troublemaker, Alta Fox Capital, no. They said no to two things. Hasbro said no to all of Alta Fox's nominees for the new Hasbro board members. Hasbro also said no to giving Wizards of the Coast its independence, through a spin-off. AltaFox thought that the structure would make shareholders more money. The argument was that Wizards of the Ghost and the rest of Hasbro are too different. They work differently, they move at different speeds, and have different financial evaluation criteria and prospects. Hasbro say they disagree. I mean, they might do. I'm, I'm sure it's complex. But ultimately, while wanting to give shareholders value, we also want to keep hold of this cash cow that is wizards of ghost the while they can milk it. The actual headline, at least the vanishing Yusei RPG part, comes from Netflix releasing a trailer for the Yusei Chronicles. There's a hugely popular manga called Yusugai Yojimbo about a samurai rabbit and this young person targeted show is a spin-off of that. In this case the samurai rabbit lives in the future. I used to be able to say that there was a manga and a tabletop RPG for the series, but I can't anymore. I checked before hitting publish on my Netflix coverage and discovered that Sanguine's tabletop game had been removed from RPG. I've emailed it to see if the indie publisher can talk about it, but they've not had much time to respond, and at the time of recording, haven't yet. We can speculate though. Last week in Audio EXP, we talked about RPG licenses. And here's a license that's likely to suddenly shoot up in value. You can see how the owners might want to do something else with it, or take the chance to see if they can make more money from it. Sanguin has also had the license for Aegis. It might just be a fluke of legal timing, with the paperwork coming to a natural end. Alternatively, removing the old UCGI RPG could also indicate an incoming new edition. Nevertheless, the timing doesn't feel perfect to me. If I were Sanguine, I'd want to use all the hype to sell the game, which is not possible right now. The other half of this week's podcast title is about the trend in free RPGs. That's just an anecdotal observation, but coming up, I will run through some of the freebies highlighted on the blog this week alone. First, I want to briefly mention a few sets of deals that sit somewhere between RPG licenses and how gamers get their hands on content, free or otherwise. Pasio has been shaking it up recently, and they will be releasing the Abomination Vaults adventure path as a 5e module. That's right, the full circle. Pathfinder goes back to D&D. It's not the first alternative system for Pathfinder, though. You can play it using Savage Worlds. Yes, there's a Savage Pathfinder. This week, the news that caught my eye, though, was the official deal between Foundry VTT and Pasio. The coming generation of Adventure Paths will be coming out in Foundry, complete with exclusives and hefty pasio support. What will Roll20 be thinking? Well, The dominant virtual tabletop is the lead partner in Evil Genius Productions' recently announced deal. They'll get access to everyday heroes-powered cinematic adventures ahead of Foundry. There's no mention of Fantasy Grounds in the deal, but Sirenscape is, and they provide music. Everyday Heroes is D20 Modern but for 5e and unofficial. Cinematic Adventures, which will have a subscription option, adapts popular movies into the system. I assume this will be unofficial and that the film will be by genre, style and suggestive of iconic titles rather than actual deals. As for all those freebies, I wrote up plenty this week and it's getting increasingly hard to pick ones to cover as there are so many. The tactics are straightforward. These previews either warm people up for Kickstarter, or are used to bridge from Kickstarter to a full retail. A free primer feels like a nice thing to do in all cases, so thank you publishers who do it. My first example even has soundtracks for the entire venture. It's not Serianscape, but it's still impressive. The publisher ElderBrain surveyed about 2,000 players and Dungeon Masters, found out what they wanted and turn that into a 900 page Titanic Crown of the Oathbreaker. That's a D&D 5e module to take characters from level 5 to 13. The free preview is for the first chapter. In this case, a free preview feels necessary and kind, because who has the time to invest in 900 plus pages only for them to discover they don't match what you wanted? Next up, also in 5e, which will result in mixed feelings in the community, is Crowbar's creative, free-to-download Dr. Grodbert's Scientific Adventure and Violence quickstart. That's a steampunk-like pulp sci-fi comedy that has some big names like Stephen Fry as fans, and this is the official RPG for it. The quickstart is out, and an exalted funeral-supported kickstarter is coming. Anyway, away from D&D, and even primers of quickstarts, Third Chair Games' Artifacts & Adventure, Modern Day Treasure Hunters, is a 46 page full RPG that's entirely free. The game uses Tri-Cube Tales as a system and is released as a labour of love and as a showcase. It's a good read and a reminder of why it's hard to get rich in an industry where people make games as good as this and release them for free. The last of the freebies that I looked at this week is from Realm Warp Media and is a starter edition with basic rules and pre-made characters. The game is weird street. So let's move now onto our usual outro combination of bundles and competitions. At the bundle of holding, Modiphius has two sets of Conan offerings. Both are 2d20 with essentials as the one to buy first if you need the core rules. The bundle of holding also has a deal for Mike Shea and Sly Flourish for fantastic layers and lazy DM goodies. Lastly, the competition is for a small black t-shirt with Mr Root, the News Minotaur, as a badge. Yes, that's the same fellow who accompanies Geek Natives' RPG News Summary. The competition, sorry to say, is for UK listeners only due to shipping nightmares. And you will find the links to all these via the show notes. And on that note, let's wrap there, enjoy your freebies and see you next week.